1: You're listening to the P.R.O. Media Network, the next level in entertainment. Who that family? Check out the Pro Shop, the platform stores, where you can go and buy all the latest merch to support the platform. Unisex tees for men and women, hoodies and sweatshirts, tank tops, kids and baby items, long sleeve tees, mugs, pillows, wall art, bath, and face masks phone cases stickers bags fanny packs socks hats and many other items please feel free to check out the pro shops the link is in the description section below and remember it helps the platform continue to grow check out the pro shop and who that took
2: for takeaways um you know offensively they've they've managed to run the ball pretty effectively and be pretty effective with the explosives uh patterson is having a, a, a crazy good year you know you see him at the backfield you see him in the backfield you see him outside um so just looking at overall i mean they've been kind of back and forth a little bit like us relative to their wins and losses and uh anytime you're playing a division team like this on the road um you know obviously we're we're gonna have to focus on our plan and and uh and and be effective when we get there sean just some of the way they use Patterson remind you a little bit of how y'all use Alvin or is it kind of different? I think it's different. Um, it's a good question. I, I, man, he he lines up so much at receiver and runs receiver routes. And so we do that some with Alvin. Yeah. I mean, I I guess there's some similarities in that they, they go both outside and inside and, and yet, um, you know, this guy's built just differently. They're different type players. you guys have had so, a lot of what, success pressuring Matt Ryan over, over the season. Did they do some things a little differently the first time to, to kind of give him a little bit more time or? Well, look, no, I mean, we, we felt like we mixed it up pretty good defensively. You know, we, we, we let one get over our head. Um, I, I think we'll have a good idea that the offense changed obviously with, with the coaching staff change and, We felt like, and we still do when you watch it, the the rhythm and timing of the passing game is a half count to a full count quicker as far as his routes and where he's going with the football. Um, And and that's just an offensive change. Do you find his um, scrambling ability to be maybe deceptive or did he use that um, pretty well in the last game? Uh, he's always been able to flush from the pocket. You know, if you go way back, he's been one of those guys that climb heavy off of those naked boots and and get the ball down the field. And and so a lot of it's dependent on who he's had running the offense for him. Um, but you know, he'll he'll climb up and and peel off ten yards uh, on a third down easily. Or um, he's he's a good athlete. How have you seen Thomas Warshed catch on since he got? I follow him on social media because every time he lands at the opposing airport, he always sends a tweet out, and I used to get on him about it. I said, you know, if a terrorist were tracking this, Thomas, they'd just follow you on Twitter. Um, listen, I'm, I'm excited he's, he's landed. He's obviously still got a lot of gas in the tank, and he means so much to us uh, relative to his time in history here. Uh, I'm one of his biggest fans. Is it a little weird seeing him in uh, red and black? No, it's the. It, isn't it the league though? I mean, was it weird? I mean, I, I don't know. I just think that's our game. Uh, that's that's the NFL.
1: That is the NFL, and and no doubt about it, they are uh, contractors. You know, they, they, there's no loyalty. Uh, they they go where they get paid and time more stayed ended up with Atlanta from the saints. <clears throat> he had a couple of stops that he went through before he ultimately ended up with Atlanta. But nonetheless, another tale of a former saint going over to the Falcons and he's punting for him and doing a pretty good job. But listen, uh, Blake Gilligan has made a super stellar transition, uh, into the punter position for the black and gold. We're very satisfied with Blake Gilligan punting your ass to the next freaking state. <laughs> So, uh, uh, much love to Tommy Morstead, man, and uh, hope him no success against the Saints in this upcoming matchup. Anyway, uh, I appreciate you guys joining me on this episode of TSC Radio. We are in the building. It is Wednesday, Woden's Day, as the uh, Greek mythos. Uh, that's where it comes from. And like I've been saying for years now, welcome, welcome, welcome. You're now rocking with the sports coma with Big Q and the guys. where we have intense, entertaining, educating and enlightening sport talk from your favorite sports family. I'm Big Q. I'm in the building gonna be with you guys for the next 35, 40 minutes of the show. Let's get right to it. we got a lot of news and notes to cover in this show called Coach Payton is a win away from being the coach of the year front runner. And of course, he losing Drew Brees to retirement, getting Jameis pulled away from you and still being in playoff contention. Can't say enough about the job in the C-19 and all the other stuff that Coach Payton had to do to navigate this team to the position that they are. And still in all, we have to take care of business against the Falcons. Still in all, we have to uh, hope that the San Francisco 49ers lose uh, to the Los Angeles Rams. Still in all. Still and all, still and all, the Saints are in this thing. And if anything, we can finish with a winning record for the season uh, and have some success there. So let's get into that story by Saints Wire and John Sigler. Uh, Coach Payton is a win away from being the coach of the year front runner. Now, this this article was sent to me by my dog, Scoob. And I think I was going to cover this, but I appreciate Scoob sending it to me. The Saints have a storied history in battling adversity, but the surmounting of the 21 NFL season might be head coach Sean Payton's most remarkable feat yet. With all with all that the team has endured as they enter the final week of the regular season, that they remain viable playoff contenders is astonishing. Quietly, Payton has one of the most career-defining seasons of his tenure. Losing your starting quarterback to a season in injury is typically the nail in the coffin for postseason aspirations, which... Is when it happened, people already saying the Saints are done. I'm talking about black and gold people were saying this, not the adversaries, which you know they're going to say it. But black and gold people were saying the Saints were done. It wasn't pretty, but the Saints fought them, had a five-game losing streak, still came back 1-2, lost one, win one, and they're 8-8. Eight eight. with Playing down to the final season, needing a little help to get in that thing. But nonetheless, that still shows you... Uh, that this is pretty intriguing because remember what happened in the Dallas Cowboys last year when Prescott went down with that terrible leg issue. That team plummeted into the ground. You know, they couldn't. And you can see that he was everything for them, just like what he's doing this year. But the Saints, despite Drew Brees retiring and Jameis Winston getting towed up by the Tampa Bay Skunkaneers, the Saints are still in position. It was an uphill battle the moment Drew Brees suited up for his final season replacing a franchise quarterback who retires on his own terms is not without consequence for a team, nor is a process fit for a singular offseason. A quarterback battle that lasted all through training camp at times felt concerning. Others appointed exercise and due diligence. The question mark under center was always the paramount challenge. One certainly not solved nor aided by an injury carousel that saw New Orleans start four quarterbacks in one season. And then the pandemic afflicted salary cap and subsequent exodus of key depth players didn't exactly help matters. Despite recording seven sacks in their week 17 win over the Carolina Panthers, the Saints defensive line was a concern dating back to this summer. The first several offseason blows was unexpected. Six game suspension for the starting a defensive tackle David Onyemata. That was hard to swallow, find the departure of Trey Hendrickson, Sheldon Rankins, Malcolm Brown and other key players in the trenches. Vacating the $100 million in cap space doesn't happen by cutting fringe players. Key playmakers like Hendrickson, Rankins, Emmanuel Sanders, Janoris Jenkins were always going to be casualties. It was the utter loss of the foundation at nearly every unit that flew under the radar but had a lasting effect. Elvin Kamara has been the healthiest option in the backfield for New Orleans and has missed four games. No one foreseen the crippling challenges along the offensive line. It's hard not to think Latavius Murray wouldn't have not been crucial on the depth chart, but Invaluable in his blocking abilities, something former Saints titan Josh Hill was touted for until he eventually retired from the offseason after following Campbell to Detroit. The one stroke of love for the for the Saints have uh, have had was in re-signing Quan Alexander, but the linebacker situation all summer was another in ambiguity. Particularly when Pete Werner missed a, subst- subst- substantial, a substantial portion of the camp duty injury. Perhaps the biggest unknown this past offseason was the status of Michael Thomas. Not exactly ideal to hold a quarterback competition and moved from a 15-year starter without receiver, who was the first look for every backup, who played in relief for Breeze over the past few seasons. As much as fans gripe about Jared Cook's time in New Orleans, he was third in reception yards. Miss me with that dude. Emmanuel Sanders was second only to Alvin Kamara in both yards and receptions. To add insult to injury, Latavius Murray ranked sixth highest in team receptions last year, followed by Marquez Calloway and Deontay Harris-Hardy, the de facto wide receiver and wide receiver two this season. Now, also the discussion of Vardelli, uh, so centered on a lack of attention paid to receiver position. One might forget all the summer potential disparate action in the form of suspension loomed over Marshawn Lattimore, the felony charges that we eventually dropped. That was concerned that he could miss the start of the season. The spotlight was on cornerback two. Janaris Jenkins magnified tenfold. Then Robinson, Patrick Robinson retired. Then Kern Crawley got injured. Justifiably, they prioritized cornerback accordingly. They got lucky or unlucky. That acquisition of Bradley Roby uh, was, you know, superfluous. That the Saints have started a third round cornerback who didn't play a down last season in the transition has been seamless and criminally under recognized. Then hurricanes hit. Ida made landfall back in August as a Category Four storm and caused the team to abruptly evacuate to Dallas for a month. While the accum the or uh, or acc- the, are, uh, are the uh, receiving of the team more satisfactory at the college level was similarly displaced with Tulane University football team as their sideline reporter, and of course a lot of things happen as these that uh, Sigler mentions. In the article, the hurricanes, all that stuff, Michael Thomas fiasco, Will Lutz getting hurt uh, and so on and so forth. And it's a very long article. And I invite you guys to go ahead on and read the full here. I won't read it for the interest of time, but it goes to show you that all of he does a really good job in laying out the things all the way from the start of the season to this point the black and gold everything injuries everything c19 hurricanes everything and that's why they're saying they're making a case that uh sean payton should be the forerunner after going through c19 dealing with hurricanes and movement uh replacing drew Brees with Jameis, losing him for the season and then still keeping the team on par with a guy that's not known to be a quarterback in taysom hill a third string quarterback in trevor simeon which Trevor Simeon came in when Jameis Winston got hurt in that first Tampa Bay game and beat the third-string quarterback, beat Tom Brady, which the media, national press, didn't say. They just made excuses for Tom Brady. Then the second game, uh, Taysom Hill, who's not much, that's not (laughs) the ideal quarterback, beat him as well. Well, it really was the defense that beat Tom Brady in the ground in the second matchup because the Saints' offense didn't score a touchdown. But be that as it may, the Saints still were able to get wins uh, despite all the stuff that went on the five game losing streak, this was a really intriguing season. And it's one game left in the season now that the Saints have to take care of business against the Atlanta Falcons and getting ready for uh, hoping that the Rams uh, take care of business against the 49ers. So man, if you add all of that into there of what was said about coach Payton, uh, all of the other stuff that's going on, let me tell you something. That's that is that's that that is that shows you a lot. It really does. It shows you a lot. It really does. It shows you a lot about what Coach Payton had to put up with. Not just the injuries. Michael Thomas being out. Uh, Will Lutz being out. Remember the carousel at the kicker position we had to deal with. The cornerback injuries, the wide receiver issues. The offensive line injury issues the cap m- movements, the hundred million we had to get down underneath. And then you take this gutted team with basically a lot of young players and they're not perfect, but they are sitting up there at eight and eight with one victory away and a loss by the Niners of getting into the playoffs. So you definitely, and they're going to put other people above coach Payton for the, uh, for the, uh, coach of the year award. They most certainly will. They're going to put other guys above him, but who's done a more difficult job than what coach Payton's done. You know, I get <clears throat> it'll be a good thought, but I just don't see them respecting our minds like that and saying, Yeah, um, well, let's go ahead on and give it to Coach Payton because Coach Payton and uh the Saints went through so much. Let's go ahead and give it to Coach Payton. You know what I'm saying? I just don't see these people doing that, man. That's not in they, they 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 mental matrix. You know, they try to take from the Saints any the chance they get. It be it still befuddles me that guys like Demario Davis is not named the Pro Bowls, and he leads the team. And I mean, it's just ridiculous, man. Every year it's the same thing. But anyway, let's move on to the next article, and that's the Saints' Wednesday injury report, twenty twenty one, Week eighteen versus the Falcons. Nine Saints listed on the Wednesday's injury report. Nine New Orleans Saints players were listed on Wednesday's injury report for the team's Week eighteen matchup against the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, tackle Teron Armstead of course did, uh, was DMP'd with the knee issue I don't think Teron will be back this year uh, defensive end Marcus Davenport has a new ailment it's no longer his shoulder now it's his ankle he was shut down Wednesday uh, Bradley Roby who came in you know as a trade cornerback dealing with shoulder issues he was DMP'd PJ's on the list with ankle issue too he was DMP'd for Wednesday we'll see how it looks going in Thursday I guarantee you guys like PJ Williams and uh, is going to play, try to play this matchup. Traquan Smith had a chest issue. He returned in limited action. Ryan Ramcheck with the knee issue. Finally, after missing, what, over a month worth of games? About a month or a little bit over a month worth of games? Ryan Ramchek is back. So, it at least have some of these guys back. Because like, right now, you have one starter who played last game, and that was Cesar Ruiz. The rest of them were backups. But at least we get Ramcheck back. At least we get uh, Eric McCoy back and Ruiz. That's three of the five. That's three of the five linemen. Of course, Hurst to be beat-
0: looking for a fun way to win twenty-five times your money this football and basketball season. Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. up to $100. Just visit prizepickscom play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepickscom play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. PrizePix. Daily fantasy sports made easy. Hello, it is Ryan and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Going I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Revoid. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
1: There with with Throckmorton, but, you know, it's good. At least we have, you know, at least two more offensive linemen starters back. It makes it a lot better. At least we can run a Ramchek side if we need to. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> if we need to pick up yardage. So we'll see how it all goes, but man, he's, he went on the C-19 list. It's not been a very good year for Ryan Ramchek after the Saints broke him off. Ty Montgomery has back issues, but he was limited. He did play. Mark Ingram, good to see him back. He's dealing with a knee issue. He was limited, and they got Taysom finger uh, Taysom's ring finger on there, but he fully practices Taysom's. Is, uh, it takes, uh, what is it? And when they say that it takes about six to eight weeks for him to fully heal from that finger issue, as you can see in the previous game, he had a a stint on that finger. So, you know, it's going to take a while for that to heal. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what it comes down to, man. Uh, Looking at them and let's slide on over to the Atlanta Falcons side of things and see what they're looking like. With the Saints and the Falcons, not that much shaking with the injury report. Kyle Pitts had a hamstring issue. He was shut down for Wednesday. I guarantee he's going to play. Uh, Kadri Oleson, uh, which is their back third string running back, DMP'd with quadricep. Frank Darby, one of their wide receivers, was limited. And cornerback Fabian Moreau, the starting cornerback, had a rib issue, but he fully practiced. So not much to talk about in terms of the Atlanta Falcons injury situation because they're pretty much healthy. The Saints are dealing with the injuries on the back end of this thing, and hopefully we can at least hope and uh, pray that we can at least get Ramchek. We know McCoy will be able to play. Hopefully we can get Ryan Ramcheck back in this thing and keep it moving. You know what I'm saying? That'll help out the offensive line, son. All right, let's move on. Defensive end Cam Jordan named the NFC Defensive Player of the Week for the second time in three weeks. Jordan leads the league. With seven and a half sacks since December the 19th. He came back from that Jets matchup and just went crazy. Orleans Saints defensive end Cam Jordan has been named the NFC Defensive Player of the Year for the second time in three weeks. In the 18-10 win over the Carolina Panthers on Sunday, Jordan had eight tackles, six solo, three tackles for a loss, and three and a half sacks. The second highest single game total of his career. This is the fourth time in his career that Cam Jordan has been named the NFC Defensive Player of the Week. Jordan currently has 11.5 sacks this season and leads the league with 7.5 sacks since December the 19th. Now, Cam Jordan's also the Saints nominee for the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award, as well as one of the eight finalists for the NFL Art Rooney Sportsmanship Award. So, overall, this is going to be a fantastic year for Killer Cam Jordan. He's done a terrific job. 11.5 sacks on the year for Cam Jordan. Can I get a, a man? And a big apology from a lot of the people that was pushing for Cam Jordan to get the hell out of New Orleans. And why you should never over, you know, uh, underestimate somebody. Cam has 11 and a half sacks on a year, fam. 11 and a half. That goes to show you that Jets game where he sat down there because of the C-19. That was it broke his streak of 175 straight games. And the reality is. That just goes to show you that the season is not over until it's it's over. He had a phenomenal uh, uh, back end of the season. He went absolutely ballistic in 11 and a half sacks for killer Cam Jordan. That is excellent numbers for Cam. And we still have one more game. And y'all know Cam always uh, tends to ball out when he plays against teams like the Atlanta Falcons. He always seems to have a good time against guys like that it's just amazing man uh what what cam jordan was able to do to be honest with you i'm sitting there looking at it right now he has 106 uh, sacks for his career and man you know he is a few off from catching ricky williams has like what 115 or something like that for the saints total but he has 106 sacks on the year you know i mean cam credit has to be given to cam uh, for what he was able to do this season. I mean you got to get a man a credit. And eleven and a half sacks. That's his best total uh in a while. It's it's his fifth best total and we still got games left. His best year with well, three years ago. Uh he had fifteen and a half prior to that he had what twelve, then thirteen, and I think the, the best totals he had was in twenty nineteen, he had fifteen and a half. Then he had thirteen in twenty seventeen He had 12 and a half in 2013. He had 12 in 2018. He had 10 in 2015. And he's at 11 and a half right now. So if Cam Jordan has a double digit sack performance against the Atlanta Falcons, he will tie the second best year, which is his second best year, which is the 2013 year when he had 12 and a half sacks. Now, remember, he had the, the game and I don't expect him to get four sacks against The Atlanta Falcons, like we know Cam to do, because he feasts on the Atlanta Falcons. But if he has a big performance like that, it's going to be it's going to be really excellent to see. And he is really the heart and soul of that defense. And he's playing unbelievable football right now. So much love to Killer Cam and keep up the great job, man. Plus, he's doing a lot of great community work right now. So right now, Cam's just killing it, man, across the board. Alright, let's move on. Let's get to it now. Uh former Saints defensive tackle signs with the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, and that's Joseph Bronson, is now a Dallas Cowboy. So he's a pretty good uh young uh player, but now he is with the Cowboys. Joseph Bronson uh has reportedly signed with the Dallas Cowboys from so from a Saint to a Cowboy. So how you love that? I don't love that, not at all. All right, let's move on. And, of course, we got another Saints. Traquan Smith returns to practice. We covered you. touched a little bit on the injury report. As his Smith chest was a limited participant at Wednesday practice after picking up a chest injury in Week 16 against the Dolphins, Smith didn't log any practice rep last Wednesday through Friday and was ruled out this past Sunday contest against the Panthers. His return to on-field work during the first session of Week 8 prep is a sign that he's trending in the right direction, but his activity level over the next two days will be key to determine whether the game action uh, is possible in Atlanta on Sunday. Now, even though people don't think much of Treyquan Smith, it's still a plus to have Treyquan Smith back uh, in the fold, back in action for the Saints, because the Saints need all the help that they can get in terms of the team wide receiver ways. And of course, we were able, we did get Deontay Harris Hardy back. You know, to help out the wide receiver room, it was banged up and whatnot. Callaway did a pretty decent job against the Panthers, catching six of the 10 passes uh, that was thrown to him. He got to improve upon that. Um, And then, of course, you look at the fact that Trey back. If anything, at least Trey brings solid blocking uh, there as well. So having uh, some of those guys and getting them ready for this Atlanta game because the Saints will have to have a sturdy performance against the Atlanta Falcons. We really need them to take care of business against the Falcons. It won't be a good thing to to be able to watch the Atlanta Falcons if, it, if the Saints lose this one and hear from it as they will sit up here and tell us that they stopped the Saints. We have to win this game. The Saints have to play with intensity, and they have to be very intelligent in their play in dealing with the Atlanta Falcons coming up. Now, of course, like we covered this yesterday, we talked about it on the TSC Q and a live on our Patreon special and our YouTube members and our Patreon champions. The reality is that uh, Atlanta is not going to be a pushover. They are they for the most part. They're very healthy and there's no pressure on Atlanta. So there's no pressure on Atlanta to do anything to be honest with you. There's no pressure for them to do a damn thing so they can come out and play free football. They can throw, uh, all kind of weird ass uh, reverses and trick plays at the Saints. They can do all this kind of stuff and try to play the role of spoiler against the Saints the best way they can to stop us, stop them from getting because they eliminated. They don't want the Saints in the playoffs either. They want them to still want us to sit next to them and watch the playoffs. But we won't do that. We got to take care of business against this team. We got to bump them in the head and we got to make sure we handle up. So the Saints will have to play with some intensity. They have to use some ingenuity, offensively speaking, to kind of get things going. Having West, Calloway there, Deontay Harris, Traquan Smith, uh, all together uh, to try to help Taysom Hill there, Elvin Kamara whatnot. not. Mark Ingram coming back. We're getting Ryan Ramchek back. And it, it's starting to form a semblance. We're not totally healthy, but at least this looks like a better squad going into the playoffs. And this gives us an opportunity to kind of get some running game going here with our best offensive lineman returning and hopefully dealing with that knee issue and being out as long as he's been. So we'll see how it all moves going forward. And then for our final article, the NFL looks at a contingency site for the Super Bowl amid the C-19 concerns. And this is an AP article reporting that the NFL, not surprisingly, in the midst of a rise in C-19 cases, has looked into other potential sites for the next month's Super Bowl. That's not unusual because the league does so every year. But with the Los Angeles, the site for this year's title game and restrictions increasing for attendance at indoor events, it has become more noteworthy. And of course, what the NFL says, we are we plan on playing Super Bowl 56 as scheduled at SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles on Sunday, February 13th. So it'd be pretty cool to knock the Rams off. And let me tell you something. The NFL wants the Rams in that Super Bowl. Let me tell you something. I'm going to keep it trailed in the buck with you when we finally get to the playoffs. Watch out for every underhanded thing from them rotten ass referees. I'm just putting you on notice. The Super Bowl is in Los Angeles, uh, and the Rams, who did get a lot of weapons with Stafford going over there and, o- and uh, Odell Beckham Jr. there, and they're they're uh, one of the French the flagship uh, teams that the NFL would like to see get to the Super Bowl. So usually when you see that, even though you see underhanded and crookedness going on in many of the regular season game, it goes to another level in the playoffs as they tried, as they use the referees to try to manipulate a place. Like it was a, a play that happened where the guy fumbled the ball. Y'all remind me of that. Remind me of that. Uh, y- y- y'all remember that there was a play that happened. I forgot which game it was. I think it's the Arizona game. Y'all let me see. Uh, y'all correct me in the chat, but the guy was still moving. The, the, the opposing team pulled the ball out. The guy fumbles. And the, and then the referee said that, no, it wasn't a fumble because he stopped his progress. And this totally wasn't the case. That type of bullcrap, you're going to see all kind of weird and suspicious shit going in the playoffs. And and because they get extra, extra on some stuff in the playoffs because they're really trying to take it to that level where they manipulate. So the Saints just going to have to take care of business getting in the though. But first things first, we've got to take care of business uh, with Atlanta. But just putting your own notice about that. Okay, let's move on to the next one here. All right, so uh, that's what Brian McCarthy said. As a part of our standard contingency planning process that we conduct for all regular and postseason games, we have contacted several clubs to inquire about stadium availability in event we can't play the Super Bowl as scheduled due to weather-related issues or unforeseen circumstances. Our planning process for the Super Bowl in Los Angeles is ahead of schedule, and we look forward to hosting the Super Bowl there to, acu- to culminate another fantastic NFL season for fans and clubs. AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas, the home of the Cowboys, Chipotle, is one of the facilities contacted. The stadium hosted the Rose Bowl in 21 when it was switched from Pasadena because of C-19 restrictions in California. Early Wednesday, the Grammy Awards were postponed indefinitely. They were scheduled for Crypto.com Arena in Los Angeles on January 31st. Organizers, organizers cited health and safety concerns. The Super Bowl at SoFi Stadium is scheduled for February the 13th. So the NFL trying to keep the money ship going uh, saying, listen, man, uh, if they if the restrictions because they're pretty strict out there, if the restrictions continue, we're going to have to move this thing somewhere else so that we can make sure we start. We keep that bank coming. We can't let them uh, uh, jeopardize our bank, fam. We got we got to make sure we get all that money and then some. So let me go ahead and do a quick uh, uh, recap of the articles we talked about, Coach Payton getting that win. Uh, I mean, trying to get the coach of the year front one, I, I, that'll be a good gesture to do because you're looking not at the overall wins. And because most of them, the times they're looking at wins and losses, decide the coach of the year. That's usually how it works. They don't necessarily always factor in adversity for a team to get there, <clears throat> but we'll see how it goes. But he makes it as a wild card. Does he get coach of the year? I say no. The NFL, maybe somebody else, but the New Orleans Saints, they don't recognize. They always look over the Saints. They're disrespectful for the Saints. Like when uh, Mickey Loomis said in the press conference, uh, when the NFL asked about postponing the game, the NFL said, suck it up and play it. So, I mean, you got 20 players out, 20 plus players out. You totally took everybody off your practice squad except for three players. And they're talking about suck it up and play. But then create the rule right after that debacle Say, oh yeah, we got to do this, that, and the third. That's why we hate the NFL. That's why we hate the commissioner, because they do underhanded and rotten shit like that to the black and gold all the time. So, also we covered the injury report for the Saints and the Falcons. We talked about Cam Jordan being named Defensive Player of the Week for two. Uh, times in three weeks which is pretty good defensive tackle Joseph Bronson is now a cowboy and Traquan Smith returns to the Saints wide receiver plan and NFL looks for contingency sites for the Super Bowl among C-19 uh, rumors so with that being said that'll do it for the show I appreciate all of you guys for joining in for TSC Radio please go to hit the link and subscribe to TSC Radio we do this every Wednesday we'll be back on our regular platform tomorrow on Thursday with our guest stream. As Big Lowe's Country visit the preview, the Saints and Falcons on our guest preview. I'm Big Q. Thank you for chiming in. And I'm going at y'all later. Peace and go Saints. Go to the sauce store, LLC.com for all your beard needs, your beard guy, or if you're a lady that has a guy that has a beard. Well, guess what? Now you can get his beard on point at www.TheSauceStoreLLC.com. Balms, oils, wood picks, all the essentials needed. Well, optimal beard grooming, they have it at www.TheSauceStoreLLC.com. They got it all. Go to www.TheSauceStoreLLC.com the sauce store llc.com for all your beard needs right now tell them big q sent you homebistro.com. Freshly prepared, home delivered, restaurant quality gourmet meals delivered straight to your home. Choose from over 50 plus gourmet meal options, cooked by world class chefs and delivered frozen. Ready to eat within minutes and no commitment. Welcome to the one shop gourmet food delivery. Specialized affordable options to eat right and feel great. 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Every ingredient is hand picked to the highest standard. And why you should buy from home homebistro.com restaurant quality made with natural ingredients delivered right to your door overnight shopping is available diabetic paleo heart health and vegetarian options to eat doing business since 1999 courteous knowledgeable and professional support complete PCI compliant SSL security ordering and great meals choose from some of my favorite dishes the Mediterranean chicken with orange honey sauce the charbro chicken romesco or the grilled chicken breast with sweet and spicy vegetables no matter what you choose You can't lose with HomeBistro.com. Eat great, feel good, and save some money with HomeBistro.com. Hit the link in the description section below for more information. The Who That Daily.com. That's right, The Who That Daily.com. One stop shop for everything New Orleans Saints, New Orleans Pelicans, LSU Tigers, and even the top flight boxing news. So if you're a Who That and you're looking for a place to stay up on your team, the Who That Daily is your site. The Who That Daily for the sport Who That in Follow the sports Come on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube.
0: Price Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepickscom play100 and use code PLAY100. That's code PLAY100 at prizepix.com play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Price Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time.